I started from nothing Never knew where my next meal was coming But I transform my life, I stay one step ahead Mindset of disruption, I own the edge This is a drill cast, where I bring the wisdom you need Everyone is selling knowledge, I get mine away for free I'm as real as it gets, you either love or hate me Best believe I'm major league, Bill Hines, that's me This is the drill cast Hello everyone, welcome to the Thrillcast. We are back. We're going to have a nice schedule going forward and I'm excited for my next guest and what what a better way uh, to start uh, this uh, new podcast uh, season with Davey Hamilton Jr. Davey Hamilton Jr. is uh, fresh off one of his biggest uh race wins of his career and actually it's probably his second I believe it's a second non-winged uh, win but it was the Dave Steele 125 huge huge non-winged race and uh, I, I'm first off uh, welcome Davey Hamilton Jr. on on the Thrillcast, and it's great to have you as a guest and uh, how you doing today? Yeah thanks for having me man we uh you and I have talked about me being on the show for quite a while now so it's pretty cool to to join um, everything's good I mean, as you as you know, I've been racing a lot in the sprint car world, and too uh, much. I'm jealous. <laughs> too much. Too yeah, much. I think I, I'm fucking world. jealous of you, man. We had like 60 races, I think, on our schedule for this Shit. year. Shit. So, yeah, you could race every weekend, man. It's fun. You got to get into sprint car yourself, dude. We can make that happen. Well, I saw Paul Morris do a tumble down in Parramatta, yeah, right. Australia, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I've been upside down many times in stadium super trucks, so I don't know. Maybe it's yes, like yeah. less hurtful in the dirt. But um, yeah, so I want to talk to you about first and foremost this Dave. Before we get into like your past and yeah. uh, you know who your dad is, you know yeah. that you know uh, indie car driver, you know now indie car radio guy that I love. But we'll we'll get into that, and we got we got to bring it up, you know, because you are the son of, but you're yes, also sir. out there making your own name for yourself. So. The Dave Steele 125. So I'm pounding the desk. My producer keeps saying, don't pound it. I get excited because I love racing, and so do you. And uh, so last year I watched the race, and you put it on pole, mm-hmm. right? And you led, probably you dominated that race, but uh, I think you, you know, no offense, you were kind of shitty on your restarts, if I remember correct. I'm like watching the race, and I'm just like, fuck, Dave, what are you doing? Because you're normally better than that. You normally nail those, and then you just can pull out to a lead. So I don't know if it was a car problem or what was going on, but talk us through that race because at the at, toward the end of the race, you got passed and you lost that race, and you finished second. So good result. I mean, most people in that race would have been like great it's a it's a win and me and you would go no it's a second place and it's actually the first loser so talk i want to talk to i want to talk to you about that race because i I believe what you learned in that race really set you up for this big win this year yeah um so prior to that race you know i wasn't racing anything for a couple years as you know so rusty uh, a little i was very rusty and like you said i i led most of the race and i lost it on a restart Yep. Um, the sprint cars have, you know, 850 horsepower and you go from like a dead stop to going. And I wasn't really used to that. So I struggled with wheel spin going into turn one. And, um, Kyle O'Gara is the one that, is Kyle, the guy yeah, that yeah. Won it, but he was able to get a good run. And, um, I just couldn't catch him after that. And 
I like no tire left. So this year, uh, when the race came about, I knew to save my tires and, you know, be a lot easier on the restarts. And I actually lost the lead every restart that we had this, um, this race, but because I had tire left, I was able to, um, get really good runs and end up winning the race. Yeah, I noticed that in this race that you and Shane Butler were trading the lead, but then around like lap 29, you just, I don't know, you found another gear and then you built such a fucking big lead. I'm like, all right, if he fucks this win up, like I'm going to go smack him or something like that. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, I, I believe it's your second ever winged, non-winged uh, yep. victory. And I'm going to ask you later to, to describe to the listeners, like some are you know, new race fans, some are not a lot, some music fans, the, the difference between winged and non-winged. And yep. uh, with that came over $6,000 in prize money. So not yep. a bad day at the office. And uh, next time we're together uh, down in Tampa or St. Pete, you're buying something. Okay. Yeah. Pizza. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's fine with me, man. Um, yeah. It was a good payday. Uh, a lot of the the sprint car races, you know, on pavement wise, they're not the best purses. So um, that was a good one. You know, here's the thing is like when you're racing that much, if you have a bad night, um, you could usually, uh, you know, come back from like the less money races to to try to um, recoup your earnings. Yeah. Uh, but if you're doing really well in every race, I mean, you're making a pretty good living. You're doing um, a nice six figure yeah. Plus you got sponsors yeah. that are paying the bill. Yep. So yeah. yeah, that's why you can have nice condos in Tampa. Like That's right. Yeah. So I have a nice condo in Tampa. Tampa yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and a lot of, you know, and kind of segue into when well, we're going to bounce around just to wherever the topic takes, and this is not a scripted. So everyone knows that uh, from watching it. So, yeah. you know, most people think like, Oh, David Hamilton Jr. His dad was an IndyCar racer and the dad just gives him the millions and millions. And you know, your dad, yeah, he's very accomplished, very successful guy, but you know, your dad also raised you the right way where it's like, Hey son, you got to make it on your own, you know, and you are. So it's like, this is your money and you're earning it. And you're doing like, your dad's not in the car racing with you. And, and man, I remember, what was it? The little uh, 500 a couple of years ago when you got pole on that one, your dad, yeah. your dad yeah. was probably more excited than you. Like he was oh, I know. so <laughs> proud of you. I thought he was going to punch you or something. Like he was yeah. like, yeah. But. Uh, well, actually here's a funny story about that one real quick is, um, I was qualifying for the Indy lights race at the freedom 100 and yep. got a helicopter flew to that race. And my dad goes, Hey, you're not going to qualify. You just need to go fire up the car run a couple laps and make sure everything's up to temperature basically. And mm -hmm. then we'll make a qualifying run later. Yeah. So he told me not to qualify. Well, I went out there, I made my warm up lap and I had a chance to look at the um, timing board and saw that it was a pretty good lap. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go for it. And I'm either going to come back into the pits and my dad's going to be cheering or he's going to be pissed off. And uh, luckily we got the pole because, you know, his reaction would have been, very bad if I did it. So um, it's funny. A lot of people don't know that is I wasn't even supposed to qualify that run. And um, we ended up doing it and it worked out for us. Unfortunately, that was that was probably our best chance at winning that race. And we led half the race. Same and, thing. Uh, dominated yeah. on the motor. Yep. Yeah. And, that, yeah, and that's not your fault. But yeah, I mean, your dad was excited. I knew you took the helicopter and that was probably one I, I, I read and, and also just from knowing you, that's 
one of the coolest moments where it's like, okay, I'm at the I'm at the Indy 500, I'm at the Indianapolis 500 or IMS you know Motor Speedway, and I get in a helicopter and I fly and do a qualifying run, and you know literally you legit had a, an opportunity to win both those races, but you know just misfortune. So like that would have been cool if you would have ticked off <laughs> like a Freedom uh, 100 or, and and a and a you know a, a win at IMS and a, and a win at the Little 500. That would have been a you know. It'd been huge, man. That would have been, yeah. yeah, that would have been, that would have. Well, I'm just thankful that I was able to compete in the Freedom 100. It didn't go the way we wanted it yeah. to, but um, but now since that race doesn't exist, I'm yeah. just glad I was able to have my name on the list of drivers that have competed in that race. And I'll tell you I what, think- that race, though, I missed that race, and I, I really think that, you know, Roger Penske needs to put that race back because some of the, I mean, think of, like, four or five years in a row was like four wide coming out of turn four (laughs) at the finish and like Gabby Chavez, Sage Karam, like, you know, uh, Carlos Munoz, like all these guys in the past that were just coming like uh, Dempsey and, and you know, like the person who came off a turn four fourth sometimes won it, you know, and sometimes it was pull the pole, but, uh, it was, uh, such an exciting race. And it really, I think set the tone for the Sunday race. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think everybody does too. I think everybody thinks that that race should come back. And I mean, yeah. right now you have such a good field of Indy Lights cars. Like oh my God, yeah. 22. Can you imagine if there, if there was a Freedom 100 this year with that many cars? A lot of good of, drafting. Oh my, that would be amazing. And An Indy Lights car, the Speedway is actually pretty, I don't want to call it easy, but you know, they're very equal as yeah. far as uh, um, competition goes. You're kind of full throttle the whole time. So it's it's easy to get a draft, and that's why you're seeing you know two wide, three wide, four wide even, um, and those cars are on that track. But uh, I hope there's enough people one day that can kind of change Roger's mind and and hopefully bring that race back because it is a stepping stone to IndyCar too. That's our Indy 500, and you know we're getting experience going 200 plus miles an hour um, on a big track like that. And right now there's you know, you just get thrown into an Indy car for the 500 now, like without really any kind of experience. So well, yeah, your old experience is like St. Louis, which is like a mile and what a half. And then Iowa, which is a seven eighths mile yeah. bull ring. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. You're not getting nowhere near the speeds that you would be getting on a two and a half mile, you know, just honestly, to me, everyone says, well, what's the best race ever and i'm like listen i i'll never be in an indy 500 i know that um uh, but to me um the bet that it's palpable like you feel the energy of the 300,000 plus and it's to me the best sporting event in the world like and i and i'm a huge baseball fan but like and i would i love the yankees and i go to the world series and i go to games and i go to hockey matches and i go to soccer and i go but man you know, so racing isn't even my first love. Baseball is, but I'll put I'll pick going to the Indy 500. They're like, oh, well, Monaco's the same day. Would you go to? Mon-? Fuck no, I'm not going to Monaco. If I have a chance to be at the Indianapolis 500, I'm going every damn year because that energy. Like, can you explain oh. that? And your dad actually, I don't know how many. How many did your dad race in? Like, twelve. Twelve. Yeah. yeah. And your dad so. is a three time like he finished second in the championship points three times between cart and IndyCar. Like yeah. um fucking 
a, a veteran of the sport and he's so knowledgeable and and I, I know you that has rubbed off on you because I see it in your racing how like in this 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 um, the Dave Steele race you were very patient okay you know you were trading the lead you were you, yeah. you were saving your tires and then and that's the thing you you had your tires this year whereas last year you know you were getting some wheel spin and different things and I noticed that and and it it can't help but rub off to have that man as a father and then if anyone listens to IndyCar radio, the guy will like your dad will, and I'll text you during the race. I'm like, man, I turn off the TV because your dad's so good, and he's yeah. telling the audience like what's going to happen in the race just from looking at the telemetry and the data, and then just seeing it. And he's like, and it, sure enough, it happens. He's like, oh, uh, they can't do that. It's going to cause a wreck. And I was like, shit, your dad was right. Kind of yeah, reminds me of like Tony Romo in football, where he's like, you know, like autograph, like telegraphing yeah. the play. So talk about that. Yeah, no, I mean, first of all, we need to be riding up to NBC and tell them they need to get my dad on the, on the broadcast for that. Because like you said, there's so, so many much people better, that man. reach out to me that talk about um, how my dad's just so knowledgeable. And, you know, as you know, in the IndyCar paddock, everybody that knows my dad love him. Like he's loves him. You know, like one of the nicest guys there. And, awesome. um, you know, he's been around for so long and, yeah, he 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 calls it out, and I mean, he's very very rarely is he ever wrong. Um, yeah, on what he says. So um, I think he's in. The, I think it's good to have him in the radio booth, but I think he deserves to be on TV for sure. Hundred and ten percent. Yeah, I'll drive I, by him on the scooter, and I'll be like, "Did you see the race before it happened?" And he starts laughing. And I'm yeah. like, what, "What? What was it on? Like tape delay? Like what the fuck's going on, Davey? Like?" Yeah. And he's just like, "Oh, you know, been around and yeah. and." Uh, Man, but I'll tell you right now, so you you probably, obviously you were a kid, uh, he had that horrific wreck that really hurt him, and uh, man, if he didn't get hurt, I think he had some championships in him and a lot of wins in him, but uh, talk us even through that, like as a kid, seeing your dad go through that, like what was that like? Yeah, it was tough, man. Um, he actually had a, a contract with a, one of the higher teams, I'm not yeah. going to say who, but he had a yeah. contract with a very high team um prior to that incident so that incident changed his career obviously and drastically uh, he, was just, he was just lucky to be alive honestly yeah um yeah i it, it sucks man i remember, you know i was so young i was four years old when that happened but i remember him being in a wheelchair for years yeah. and um crutches all the time and you know it was, it was tough as like a kid and you know i was off starting my racing career the same time that he got in his accident Ended, yeah so, so as a kid, I was going to my races without my dad. You know, he was never there. It was like my grandfather or um, the teams that were helping me as a kid. And um, but it's it's cool, too, because like now that I'm older and I look back and um, I think I really, really like it affected me in 2011 at the Vegas race with, when Dan Weldon passed away That was horrible, um, yeah. because my dad was in that race. And I didn't realize how these guys are racing for their, their like it's their life. And in a matter of seconds, you could lose that. And it didn't hit me until that race that I was like, wow, my dad, I'm just lucky. I have a dad. Um, and, uh, but you know, it's, it's cool to, to hear that, you know, he has this huge comeback and like, you know, the 2007 Indy 500 was like the coolest thing ever. Like as a kid, I was like, man, my dad's an Indy car driver. I was running around. Everybody kind of hated me because I was a I wasn't the the nicest kid. I was just you were annoying. I, I heard. Yeah. yeah, I was a punk. And uh, but uh, you know, hearing everybody else talk about 
how cool it was for him to have that comeback. Um, it means a lot to me. He's my hero for sure. So um, hopefully I can make him proud of my racing. I've, I've followed his footsteps. And um, like you said, having him as a teacher is probably why I'm doing as successful as I am right now in, in my racing. He told me though, he's like, his winning streak has been uh, the most he's ever had in a row is four. And I think we're at nine, nine. right now. You're I'm, at nine I'm, for winged, yeah. for winged. Right. Yeah, for wings and cars. Yeah, dude. So that's like you, unheard of. Well, yeah. your 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 streak for non-winged is one, but it's a big one. That Dave Steele one twenty five is that's a big one. So, but I think your dad had like twenty, what eight or nine surgeries just to be able to walk again. Like mm-hmm. that. Like that's a guy that just like you, you got a, a mentor and and a person in your life that basically taught. If anything, like hey, bad things may happen. You know, but don't give up. Exactly. Like, like he had one surgery, couldn't walk, had another. Like, honestly, most people after two or three would be like, fuck it. All right. I guess I'm in this like fucking chair. Like he yeah. didn't give up. And like, you can't tell, like you, I see him walk. Like I'm, my fat ass is riding around on one of those Honda Cubs and he's walking around and he's like, Hey Bill. I'm like, maybe he should be riding in it, but whatever. Yeah. That's so that's a problem right now is like, uh, just in this past weekend, the Grand Prix of St. Pete, my dad does, you know, we have our hospitality unit. He does yep. the radio for IndyCar. He does yep. the radio for Indy Lights. He does the IndyCar two-seater. And as you know, as a street course, yeah, everything's far away. It's not like... Oh, my God, yeah. Some longer than others. Right. Like and, Road uh, America, uh, Mid-Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad, he didn't have his scooter here. Yeah. and. You know, I brought one of my bikes down so he could like ride it to get around. He's like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. And his feet still bleed to this day. It's not like oh, wow. they're all healed. They're still bleeding. He, he still has to change his shoes sometimes and his socks throughout the day. Um, and a lot, of, and I, it kills me, man. Cause like he overworks, you know that you, but seen, he doesn't complain. He doesn't complain. Yeah. And he's like the hardest worker I know. But, um, if you see a guy like him working as hard as he does, there's no excuse for somebody just to not be working because he uh he's in pain and he's he's a hard worker he's he's always doing something and um he he ain't scared to show it off either you know you've seen him in shorts he wears shorts all the time and um his legs are still like you know uh they look like they were burned really bad you know but it's all rebuilt from skin they took skin from his back and they built his legs with bolts and screws and nails and um his ankles are fused now so he can't even walk properly like we can um, he can't move his ankle, you know, like we could, yeah, do this, no, but, I know. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's that, do- what's that say about people like you and me and Matt Brabham and our friends and Ari Leyendijk Jr. That we, we, we have people we know that are friends that get into these wrecks like Matt Minge. Okay. In the yeah. 26, 2016, uh, Detroit race in SST. We, we see it happen in races with us. Shit, I had a, that uh, Chinese driver land on top of my roof. <laughs> like fucking like, and I'm like, my whole yeah. head, I'm and if you see my onboard, I'm like this. I'm like on my head, and I'm just like, it felt like electricity going through my brain. I'm like, what the fuck just happened, right? And then uh, I remember one of the one of the other driver goes, it was like uh, banzai or like like yeah. I was like that that's Japan, not to like I was like they didn't have kamikaze pilots, just fucking uh, around joking. But what's that say? Like that we still jump in the car, we still jump in the truck, and we still you know as they say like. Uh, you know, it was at Senna, like, hey, if you, you 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 don't try for the gap, you're not a race car driver anymore. And we're still doing it. Like, heck, I'm 51 now and, 
you know, but you're yeah. still a kid and but but like we still do it. Yeah. I, I can't explain it. Maybe you can explain it. Like I know Brabham was on the show, Burt Jenner was on the show. Uh, heck, Max Gordon, even at that young age, oh. and Ben Meyer, like all fellow drivers, and we're going to get more drivers on, but nobody has been able to intelligently explain it to the masses, like what it is that just, other than like, we're just nuts, I guess. It, like what, I still can't, I, I, I have friends that are musicians and they say like, hey, just playing the drums or something like that, or guitars or singing in front of a crowd. It's like, for us, it's not even the crowd because we don't see them. No. We're really in our own little. To me, it quiets down. Like I'll I'll be sleeping before the start of the race. I'm like waking up and there's a green flag. That's why I jump to start sometimes. I'm like ah, the famous thrill jump start. Yeah, I think we just uh, when you get a taste of racing as like a as a driver, you're in, like it's just something. It's like naturally it just goes into your blood and you just don't want to stop. Like that's why you see all these like old IndyCar drivers or um, even older guys. They retire but they really don't retire they go and do sports car racing or you know try to get in nascar or something different because you just can't stop what like, about your dad at, and mario doing the two-seater and they're like yeah. taking it around indy 500 indianapolis 500 at, or the actually, indianapolis motor speed i should say the track right. not the race and yeah. uh, at 200 miles an hour in a fucking two-seater <laughs> yeah. yeah i know and they just don't stop right i mean yeah I mean, you've been in, in accidents. Like I, I've broken my back twice. And oh, I wanted to talk about that. I had notes for that because yeah. uh, you, you actually posted on uh, uh, Instagram a photo of you high in the air, like you were in rarefied air, like you, and you're like, this is probably where I broke my back. So, talk about yeah. SST, and you know, I want to know. Obviously, being you know uh, one of the second longest SST drivers in history, second to Robbie, I am, um, yeah. and uh, second most starts of all time as well. Like. Um, we like I loved having you in the racing because, like I always knew what like what Davy Hamilton Jr. was going to do. Just like I always know what like Ari was going to do or Burt Jenner is going to do. Now like PJ Jones, nobody really ever knew I was what he was going to do. EJ Vizo, Sheldon Creed. It's like ah, yeah. but but I mean certain drivers give you that space like Brabham and even Stout yeah. now. Um, yeah. Max, you sometimes he's young. You don't know what he's doing yet, but you, you're right. figuring out. Robbie Gordon, you know what he's going to do. So. Um, Will you be back to Stadium Super Trucks ever? Or you don't think so? Uh, there's there's just no chance, man. I love Stadium Super Truck racing, and um, I I would do it full time. I would I want to win a race one day. But yeah. um, 2017, I broke my back in St. Pete, yeah. and we didn't know I broke my back. But it, you know how these trucks, when you land, if you land wrong, it like shoots up your spine. Brutal. And, and uh, I think I just landed wrong and I continued racing all year with like back pain. And I just never went and like seen a doctor. Well, fortunately, not fortunately, I got a really bad sprint car wreck and later on in the year and they, uh, they, they broke a rib and had a concussion and, um, they found out that my T4, my spine was fractured, but it wasn't new. It was like fractured. They get for however, however they could tell, they could tell like, how long ago it was and yeah oh yeah they could tell figure how it starts to heal yeah yeah so uh we determined it, determined it was from saint pete and then uh this past year racing in long beach in the trucks same freaking thing man i landed wrong and instantly could felt it was the exact same pain went to the doctor and um the indycar doctors i mean you you know and they're the best in this in the in the world i think and uh 
they they basically said if you take another hit like that, it could be bad news for you, like your career, and you may not be racing again, if not walking again, right? So um, I have to look at that as okay, no more jumping for me. I count me out it's on the that. Jumping, uh, yeah, yeah, no more jumping, no more compression. I'm. You know, I'm a skinny guy. I'm a skinny, tall dude. So I didn't notice. Bones, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I didn't I did. yeah, you're. Yeah, if the yeah. if the wind blows a certain way coming off the ocean in the Pacific, you don't need the plane ride back to Tampa. You're just there. Yeah, I put weights. I put weight in my shoes so yeah. I don't get fly away in the wind. Right. So, I would hate to race you in like open wheel or any type of car where they ballast the weight. I'd be, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm like 220 and. Uh, actually, I'm COVID. I got up to two thirty, but I'm on my supermodel body diet now. So I, I'll be, I'll be back. Uh, I'm, I'm projected by the time I race in Long Beach this year, I'll be, uh, I'll be down to like two oh five. My fighting weight, my supermodel body weight. You know, put the bikini Dang, on. Dude. There you go. <laughs> just kidding. I, I can't even get past one twenty five. Like I try, yeah. I try to eat as much as I can. Um, I have a trainer now that's trying to help me build some. Just got to go on some- Gold Belly and just order. All this food they have, I, I'm I'm like addicted. I, during COVID, I was addicted to Gold Belly. I was ordering food like Jim's steaks, Gino steaks from Philly, like uh, yeah. like Peter Luger steaks from uh, New York City, and just I had all yeah. this stuff. Come, my kids were like, "Dad, what are you doing?" It's like, "Oh, you know, we can't go out." So it's kind You're of right. funny. But um, so Stadium Super Trucks is done, and actually, most people don't even know. Like what you just alluded to, it. Your dad owns um the uh, like a hospitality suite and yep. he provides that for like so if you're at sst that's actually davy hamilton seniors you know whole crew his employees they're cooking for all our, our guests and providing yep. the food and the hospitality um so like guests and sponsors could come to stadium super trucks and you know they're putting on that but when it's when he's not doing stadium super trucks he's doing probably indie lights or indie pro 2000 i don't even know what it's called anymore the usf 2000 pro yeah like what, what is it yeah they just keep changing the names on everything, man. Yeah. Indie Next, right? Indie like, Next. Yeah, honestly, here's the thing. Did you recently was the St. Pete race opening IndyCar. Yeah. I, I want to say that the race craft from all the racers in every series was so disappointing this week, this past weekend, like um, from Indy Next to Indy Pro 2000 and even in the indie car made for like it's like in hockey you want to see the fights and baseball you want to see the brawls or high scoring game uh football you want to see a high scoring game but to me in racing i don't want to see accidents i want to see really yeah. like setting up passes i want to see you know the low scoring game so to speak i mean i i love seeing races where there's no yellows unless i'm in the car and i'm like fuck i need a yellow right now <laughs> but right. you know what i mean like it, it was really like you know hey like i like scott mclaughlin i met him in australia at the normal motorplex down when we were down there with paul morris nice guy but eh probably should have gave Roman Grosjean some room. Like that was, and you don't know, like he's on cold tires and it's just the back end skips out. Um, Two cars went airborne. I was like, whoa, St. I tweeted. I said, St. Pete's missing stadium super trucks right about now. (laughs) Like, you know, like, like we're supposed to do that. They're not. Yeah, exactly. But, But the safety in the cars, man, they come a long way because like you mentioned the Dan Weldon crash in 2011, and obviously then later on there was Justin Wilson at Pocono. But, man, if they had cars like this, you know, I think both of them would be alive today. And that's yeah. that's a fact. No, that's for sure a fact. I agree. Um, I don't know whose car was. Was it uh, 
maybe Santino Ferrucci's. I think they showed a picture of the windscreen of like, oh his was yeah yeah and you could just see the tire marks and oh how, that like, was open that he was getting hit with a tire a fuel slot yeah. something was going to hit him but that whole windscreen man kudos to and I and I think that's a better option than say what the halo is in F one for, yeah, for me I because because think about that if. Roman Grosjean in that F1 crash, that halo, the fire got into the cockpit. Whereas, you know, there's fire suppression in there. So if that would happen, he would actually, you know, I think not got burned as much that he did because like his hands, everything, like the fire was on the outside. Inside, the fire suppression would have went off and he would have had that protection around him, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. I think IndyCar is probably one of the most safest cars out there right now. I think it's the most competitive series. Like one through 20 can win a race. You know, yeah, like, and they're within they're within a few tenths of qualifying with each other. So I really think it's the, the, um, you know, to me the best form of racing out there. It's so pure. I agree. The only thing that sucks, like, like you said though, like this weekend, you don't want to see what fourteen cars get taken out. Yeah, there's only twelve, thirteen cars that finish the race. Yeah, it's not good to see. And then I'm your buddy uh, Andretti. He spent some money. This weekend, you know, from damage. You know, honestly, I felt bad for Michael because his team was the strongest all yeah. weekend. Yeah. And then he had a chance to – like, literally, I think between him and her, they had a, they definitely had a chance at a 1-2 finish. And, you know, Grosjean's capable. Colton Herta has already, what, seven, eight wins in IndyCar in his young career. Like, he's, he's putting on a show. But what happened? Dixie's right there. Like, you know, the GOAT. Like, yeah. Dixon's amazing. And – uh you know, everyone's like, oh, he didn't get that penalty. And as I, I was arguing with a guy on Twitter, it's like, well, when your name's Scott Dixon, you know, yeah, you can compare him to MJ, Michael Jordan, because he's that good and yeah. what he's done. And you, like, yeah, like, the, and we know, we actually know the racing stores. We won't mention their names, you know, uh, Pappas and Lion Dyke Sr. Yeah, so, right. you know, these guys, they're going to give the benefit of the doubt to the senior drivers. You know, they're going to be like, oh, it must be, you know, it's just, it's just, just happens. Just like yeah. you're not going to see LeBron get called for a travel or Michael Jordan called for a travel type of thing like that. Yeah. So unless it's like blandly obvious, and yes. they like have no choice but to. You're not. Yeah. Gonna- like it's like a, oh, actually, and I saw one of the younger guys. Man, I'll, I'll send you the video. I was, I was like, how is that not a block? He was like, <laughs> like he made four oh, moves like on a restart. One of them. Yeah. I forget who yeah, it was. Send it over. I just remember saying that. That was that was, that was a block. So. Yeah. Hmm. No, no. I, I mean, other than that, though, it's it's good to to see, like, for whatever reason, the like um, the length of the fields and everything that we have this year. You know, like Indy Lights, great. it's a strong field. Indy Car, I think that was the most cars they've had at St. Pete ever. Forever, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, in the series for like forever. Like the yeah. no, obviously the Indy Five Hundred will always get thirty three, and you know there'd be bump, I like Bump Day, you know. But um, well, I think there's even. That's what sucks though. Is like you know, like in today's IndyCar world, is that all these engines are leased out. Well, there's only so many of them, right? Yeah. And that puts a a tough. Um, it makes the one-off guys' jobs a lot harder to go find a ride just for the Indy Five Hundred, like it used to. Yeah. Because it all depends on if there's an engine or a car out there. And in today's world, that's like you're you may see 35 cars at the 500 total. Um, and there's only a couple guys that could bump their way in. Yeah. I, I miss the days like when my dad raced and you had 40 cars show up and, you know, bump day was like. Well, bump day. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think I think now with IndyCar, it's like if you're not in a main team and and again like a full time team, it's so hard because one like not even just the engine or the equipment, but you are getting inferior equipment. You're getting kind of leftover scraps, um, and the other thing you're getting is like yeah, you're going to get a good engine, or, you know, because the engines are all the same from Honda or Chevy or whatever. But talk about like hey, you know. Last weekend, your left rear tire changer was drinking a beer watching the race because he was unemployed because he was not part of the full-time team. He's not working out. Your fueler. You know how many times I've seen a, a fueler, like a new fueler, like let's just say the one got fired or left, and then there's a new fueler. Like one time in Detroit, the guy couldn't get it into the in, into the hole and, or yeah. got it stuck, and it was broke. And like Mark, it was there for 13 seconds. Like 13, forget it. If, you, if you're 13 seconds on an oval – your night your day's over you're like over a half a lap you're like a mile down <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, like, i look at it like this too is like the one team I'd, I'd say that's like impressed me the most is like juncos you know like how they they had like no budget they were trying they were doing like one-off indie car races um and they built they're starting to build this like they did they had a what they'd have a top five this weekend yeah, I think they got fifth. Man. They got fifth. And yeah, that's that's really good for a small team. So yeah, and, it, and they're growing, right? Yeah. And but like you said, like the the personnel and the and the crew side of things. I don't know if you're familiar, but the Indy Lights team HMD. Are you familiar H- with how yeah, many yeah. parts they have? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they they won the championship last year with. Uh, but even him, he won the champ was uh, Linus. Right? He he did. Yeah, yeah. Peterson's on, in IndyCar this year, like. This guy won the championship and actually, what did they give him? Like one point five million. He does not have a ride. Like he bring one point five million to any team. That's how too. how competitive is. Stingray Rob got in. He finished like second or third in championship. But like, there's like to me, I think Matt Brabham deserves a shot in IndyCar. Like yep. to to me, nobody will ever convince me that Matt Brabham wouldn't be one of the top twenty drivers in that field right now. Like he's just calculated and he's very good. And I think yep. if you got a shot, even a full season with a good team like an Andretti and HMD um, or like, a, a, you know, one of them teams, if you did a full season in Indy next Indy car in Indy lights, I think you'd like, you have that pedigree in you. Like Kyle Larson, everyone that does these dirt, like they're so good on ovals. Like you would, yeah. you would, you would eat that stuff up, you know? And no, that's, and that's the thing, man. I appreciate that because yeah. um, I never really got a chance to be full time and that's, yeah. you know, and it's been due to budget. It's one off. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I actually, when I ran the freedom, we had the fastest lap of the race. I but saw that. Yeah. The problem was, is that coming out of turn two, um, I had the engineer and I, like the setup we had was kind of still built for qualifying yeah. um, and not race trim. So I had less downforce compared to anybody else out there. And it made it really tough being in dirty air. So out of turn two, I was Loose. full lock sideways, like dirt car in it yeah. um, out of turn two. And I saved it. I don't know how, but that would have been, that Skill. usually is a wreck. Um, yeah. So after that, I was like, all right, I'm going to take it cautiously, you know, going into three and I lost the draft. So my day was done. There was no yellow, but, um, but other than that, man, you know, it's uh, I appreciate that. Hopefully I'm going to keep working hard to try to find sponsorship to do more racing. And I would like to be back in the Indy lights, you know, yeah, it's series. so competitive, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I think, yeah, I think, I think the world needs a, a Brabham and a Davy Hamilton <laughs> jr. In the Indy yeah. 500 one day. I mean, that, those are the names that are great for the history of the sport. So, so not only is Davy Hamilton jr. A race car driver and a 
freaking very good one. And again, it's gonna I'm gonna miss you in stadium super trucks, but if I see you on the track, I'll wave as I'm flying. You know how I like <laughs> yeah, to right. take my hands off the wheel. That never yeah. ends good. Uh, yeah. just for the show. Um, so you have a, a new company, an asphalt company. So how's that going? Like, what's it like to just say, Hey, you know what, you know, I want to diversify myself, you know, I'm making good money racing and, and, uh, I just want to start another company. And I, so the asphalt deal, I actually sold that company. I started it last year. Whoa. Um, Breaking news. Yeah. Yeah, That quick. Yeah, dude. Well, it was tough because I, it was a, it was a company that was, um, like me and my best friend did it together. That never works That's out. It's not always the best thing. That, and yeah. So we, uh, watch who your could, business partners are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So guys, that was my one jab. <laughs> yep. And so the, uh, problem was that I started traveling with racing a lot and I was gone 24 seven. So I like gave it on to my best friend to like, yeah, basically run the op- everything. Um, while I was gone and it just got too much, man. And, um, we weren't clicking at all and I didn't really need the business. I didn't need income. I wasn't really paying myself. I was just kind of making sure it was staying alive. And, um, it just got to the point. I'm like, all right, me and him just keep button heads too much. We're not going to agree. And it was time to like shut it down. And luckily I was able to sell everything and, and I actually made money on the deal, but which is kind of rare for a very new company. That's always a good Um, thing. Yeah. But I've been busy, man. So like lately I got, you know, I'm, I'm racing all the time, doing everything I can there, but I became a DJ on the, on the side. Like I a saw that at first I was seeing these promos. I'm like, does, does he know? I, I had a texture. I'm like, dude, you, you, <gasps> yeah. like, like, uh, what are you doing? Like, are you in a band? And you're like, no, I'm a DJ. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause it looked like it was like a band. Like you were, I'm like, right. I didn't know he could sing or dance or play guitar or something like that. You're like, no, I'm a DJ. So how, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. And you know, where are you going to be at with your partner there? And like, uh, you know, tell us about the, the DJing, the name of it, uh, any appearances. Tell us, tell us about that. You know, what type, yeah. what type of DJing is it? You know? Yeah. So our name is, uh, our, is elusive. So if you guys like want to go check us out, it's elusive. Um, and you know, I, like I told you kind of at the beginning of the show is that, I didn't do anything for a couple of years, unfortunately. And that time made me learn a lot of different things while I wasn't really doing anything. I was just, now I'm in this mindset where like, if I dream about wanting to do something, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do whatever I can to make it happen. So, um, I always had this passion for like performing at shows and like doing festivals and, you know, just like pumping up a crowd. So I learned, like I sat there and just learned how to to play with the equipment and i actually learned how to produce or make some songs it wasn't wasn't the best but like learn how to produce a little bit and i started networking like crazy and reaching out to all my connections and eventually came across my partner in it um omar and he was an established dj like he's very good he's really good i saw your work yeah yeah and so he he's kind of taken me on as like he's like my teacher and like just constantly teaching me how to be better and and do things. Well, we just had our first show in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago. Saw that there was a couple hundred people there. Um, and I was nervous as heck, man. That was our, my first time ever being like on a stage. Like it's weird. That's not true. Yeah. Well, like that's the thing, right? We race cars in front of a hundred thousand people and be interviewed on TV and, I don't get nervous, but when you're like on stage in front of just 
a couple hundred people and they're all just staring at you and in this room it's like oh gosh you know so um the show went really good after the show we decided to our music that we were making was like dubstep like hardcore headbanging like yeah like intense like everybody's just going wild um i realized that's not really my scene <laughs> so i didn't really know that until that that show like okay this is a little too wild um so we're trying we're gonna transition into more like techno like chilled um um house music like kind of david gaeta or whatever how you pronounce his yeah, name like basically. that yeah so you could kind of like turn on the radio and like i think that'll be more popular you know it will be for sure and then man. you get There's- like a singer like what's that the, the one uh he had a that girl with that song i uh, forget the song yeah there's a bunch out there. So Whatever. Yeah, you just, just got to get a hot girl to sing over your stuff and you'll be fine. It'll, it'll that, take that, off. That's but, always the recipe for uh, a success. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they help, it helps you build a brand, man, for sure. So yeah. um, we have a couple songs being released. On but does Rite. your partner in that agree with you? Like, hey, like this is not like this got too crazy. Like, yeah, because the problem was that that's like seizure all- music. Like, OK, every 100 people having seizures. <laughs> dude that's literally what it was 100 yeah, percent. and funny. uh he he agreed because you know he has his own brand that he does too and separate yeah. it was almost too similar to what he does already so like we decided like it makes more sense to like completely do something different that i really care about and want to do and something that's totally different from his personal project that he has going on so um yeah, I think it's going to work out, man. We have a couple songs being released here in the next few weeks on all platforms um, under Elusive. Um, Miami Music Week is at the end of the month. and You heading um, down there? Like radio shows and stuff. You so, going to head down to Miami? I am, dude. South Beach. Uh-oh, Davey Hamilton Jr. in South Beach. Yeah, no, it should be fun, man. It's, uh, but then on top of that, um, I have a couple other business stuff that I'm working on on the side that's like – no, there's no nothing really out there right now. Um, I'm partnered on this energy drink though, Thin Energy. Remember you yeah, had was, some yeah. out. Well, oh my God, it's really. I was gonna say like, let's talk about your sponsors as well because you can't do it without them. And you know, obviously, you know, being a racer and and businessman, we want to talk about that. So yeah, talk about your sponsors now and all the people that are actually supporting you because yeah. you know without them. Uh, and now Thin Energy, man, like I met the people in Thin Energy. They came to Long Beach last year. I drank the shit out of that. I, it was really <laughs> good. I was like, uh, I, th- I drank too much because I remember I was like on lap like four or five. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. And you just don't it, like, and I didn't believe me. I'm not one of the, I'm not like willpower. I'm not going to the bathroom in there. You got to go, man. Just no, I mean, go. I'm not in a three hour race at that point. If it was when it, right. like an endurance race, I would have done that. But uh, yeah. uh, our, our SST races are 30 minutes. I, I, I'm i an adult. I can hold it for 30 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. so, so, uh, yeah, you got quite a few sponsors, which is good. It's uh, so talk about them. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that believe in me and believe in the mission that I have. And um, fortunately, they don't like the good thing is that all my sponsors are like family to me now and none of them care how I perform. So it's just like it's just a bonus that I'm doing so well in racing um, because they're with me. They're not with me because of the wins. So um, I have a lot of a lot of sponsors to thank. Obviously, Um, Thin Energy is is one of the, my biggest backers along with Morgan exteriors, which Morgan exteriors is a, they're based here in Florida, but that's who I drive the sprint car for. They, that's, that's like my main team. Um, then I got rip print, which happens to be the 
hoodie that I'm wearing, but um, they handle they yeah they handle all my merchandise stuff. So like all the new uh, Davy Hamilton Junior swag. So what's your website, DavyHamiltonJr.com? Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's one of them. You go to DavyHamiltonJr.com. You go to ShopDHJR.com. I like that hat though, dude. Camo DH, you can't beat it, man. Yeah, I'll I, mean, I would say B. Can you change the D to a B? And then be BH. Oh. But I, love, I mean, I love. I don't. I don't, necessarily, I don't necessarily like the DH. I like the camo hat. I like the hat. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, like a Bill Hines hat. There you, you go. Get a uh, thrill hat, yeah, with an eagle on it, or just an eagle. So, no, actually, I'll wear your gear. Like, actually, I'm wearing Max Gordon's hat. Who I love, Max Gordon, man. I, I think he's like, I call him like my little nephew, and that's why, like, if people see a. Uh, on the track, you know, that incident I had with Bo Lamastis, the Crosley, oh whatever. Oh, my god! Like, my point is, like, with that, it's like, you know, hey, he's 13, and I'm going to protect him. I'm going to be a little enforcer for him. And, you know, you try to kill the kid, you know, uh, and you you feel the same way. If you see something going on, like, if your race is not going so well, because some days you have the car that has it, but you're on the track, and being a veteran, you're going to police, you're like, because at the end of the day, we want to put on a good show. Yep. So shit like that happens. I did that in Australia once. The crowd went nuts because I took out. Well, like that's that's the thing with you is like you don't take any BS. You you've been around for so long, and like you said, Max is a young kid. I don't really know what happened, but um, now that you mentioned that, I'm gonna go back and watch the video. Oh, Bo was driving him off a ramp. So you know, going into China Beach, it's not a xenophobic uh, name. It's actually the name of the <laughs> in Mid Ohio. <laughs> it's called China Beach. So going down that back straightaway. You yeah. know where the kink is right there? Well, yep. well, you know, in a, in a car, it might be okay. But in a stadium super truck, you know, like the minute we're going like uh, 150, 160 down that backstretch, he was pushing him off into the dirt. And, you know, if we go sideways in dirt, whether those tire, those, to, well, to, those continental tires or Toyota tires, they're going to bite and you're going to barrel roll. Like if we go sideways at that speed, we're rolling and it's, yes. it's bad. And, yeah. it, and it and you're like, I remember barrel rolling in in uh, Adelaide, Australia, a couple of years right before COVID, and I'm just like, yep. uh, like literally, it's all slow motion. I got to send you that video. Like they never, yeah. they never put it out publicly because it's bad. But uh, I'm in there like, when is it going to stop? And then I'm thinking like, when it stops, it's going to hurt because yeah. you, usually you stop when you hit something very hard. But I didn't hit anything hard. It just like. I landed and I'm like looking and then there's like a whole crowd. It was that Thursday where they let all the school kids in with the little hats and shit. And, I'm yeah. just, and I like climb over the fence and I signed autographs for an hour. And the medical guy's like, you got to go sit. You got to go into the thing. I was like, I'll go later. This is fun. And like, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, we were going down to China beach and he was trying to run him off the road. And then every time. So Max would pass him. Right. So then he would miss a jump. Right. And then he would, he would miss a jump to pass Max back. Max had like uh, 12 passes in the race on him because <laughs> yeah. he kept missing jumps to pass him oh. back. So I just got fed up with it. So it, like when the race ended, I just like sp I basically pit stopped him. I but then our bumpers got hooked up. So I'm like, fuck. I was just going to try to spin him out and go. And I was yeah. like, you know how the SST bumpers can sometimes get. So I blame the uh, engineering team at SST for the bumpers getting. So he gets out and he was like trying to grab my helmet. So I was like, bitch slapped him. Yeah, and then he threw like a steering wheel at me, and then he tried to spray me with a fire extinguisher. And it's like, and then the next, well, the next race was the next day. The guy, one of the corner workers, came with a referee shirt on and a whistle. 
I thought it was the funniest oh thing God, ever. Dude. I'll post that on like Insta in, in, in social media. But yeah, that's yeah. what happened. And like you said, like I I don't want that to happen in our racing, okay? Because it's dangerous enough. But it, yeah. it's it's it like you know if you're in Indy Lights or Indy Car and SST, especially when you were purposely leaving the ground to have a driver that shows total disrespect for the sport and to cheat, you know, it, it's you know I'm gonna do something. I did it. Fed up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why in Long Beach last year, I got tired of a particular someone that took me out while I was leading in the first race. Who's that? And the second race, he was he was moving everybody out of the out of the way, and I was just like I was fed up with it too, and I stuffed him in the wall. I like. I got to go back and watch that now. Accidentally stuffed him in the wall. Oh no, we knew. I I, who. You know, and I don't know if you remember that, but um, now I'm going to watch that again. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was so just fed up with that guy. But oh, was um, it Sean Richardson? I, no, no. Uh, what is it, Brooks? Um, oh yeah, he's sometimes yeah okay yeah Brooks, yeah. yeah Brooks drives aggressively, and yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, good kid. But sometimes like he's not a full timer in the series, so he doesn't know. But actually, I did that. I had to do that Sean Richardson one time and he, he literally was like, all right, mate, I saw what I did wrong. I get it. Like I yeah. came, so we came back down. Uh, it was Adelaide down past turn eight, the kink. And I was so far behind him. I came from another zip code and I was like, I'm just not breaking. I, I am taking him out at this corner. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Yep. See that. I yeah. punted him and popped his tire. I like used him as a stop, and then I was like that. And we, oh, we went. You ever do that? And you make eye contact with the other driver, and they like they know that you know, and you're like, all right, bye, and you peel off. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. So it's fun. It's fun. I was kind of curious too, because like I've seen you take some big hits, and I've seen you crash pretty hard. Yeah. Have you ever been in like I? I want to think of like Watkins Glen. That that last time you guys were there. Dude, you hit the sand barriers. Like I hit the attenuator off. coming in. Yeah, but they're just yeah. – I thought that – I was like, oh, my – because I was behind Robbie. Actually, I was in P3 at the time, so I'm like, Robbie passed me to go into P2. I'm like, this is great. And there was only a couple laps left. So I'm just like, all right, well, this is cool. And uh, <laughs> so they actually wiped the results of the race out, and then we had to do it the next day in the rain, which was like a mess because, you know, it's like Bambi on ice with these trucks. <laughs> so I'm going, and I try to stick with Robbie. And it's like, you know, all right. It's trying to stick with Robbie in an off-road is like next to impossible. Like the guy can just turn it on and off. Like right. if you can beat him, you beat him. And then I turned and I was like, fuck, I'm not making this. And I was like bracing myself for the worst impact ever because it was like head on. Yeah. I hit the sand barrels and nothing ha- – and I just rolled over it. And it, would, it didn't even feel anything. And then I hit the jump and I'm like in the car. I'm like, oh, well – and then they, and then man, the president of Watkins Glen came up and he's screaming at Rob. He's like, "You drivers got to learn how to drive." And I'm like, "So you didn't like that?" And he goes, "No, where the fuck is that guy?" I'm like, "It's me." He wanted to kill oh us. Yeah, Rob. Probably why like, we never got went back. Yeah, right? we're, yeah, but they did that two or three times in NASCAR in 2008. Somebody did that, and a really popular driver did the same thing. But yeah. uh, you know, but I, I blame it on the, the the whoever made the race because why would you put a chicane? And they did the same thing in Townsville, and then Paul Morris drove up the side of it, and then just like like a turtle just went on his roof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking so, funny. So have you ever been hurt then? I guess like injury wise, like from a, a truck race in no? 2014. In uh, in 2014, I uh, BJ Baldwin hit the back of my. 
uh, truck and basically broke an axle. And at the point, I, I didn't know what that meant because I still had some drive, but only yeah. w I think my left tire had drive. I went up. I'll send you a video. And I went off the jump at like and actually uh, a gap jump, like the big okay. container jumps. Right. Went off of that with not enough power. And then I like just lawn darted it and I did a flip. I got knocked out. And literally, I think I probably did the best donut of my career in that accident. And, but I was knocked out. And Steve, one of the mechanics, who's now like a really good electrician in California, he he like waited, 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 and jumped in the passenger side window while the car, the truck was doing donuts. It's pretty like you got to see this video. He's like jumped in he, and he hit the kill switch. And then I went to the hospital and I wake up and they're like bringing me like and I'm like, did I win? They're like, uh, you lost like badly. Yeah. But that, that was just like a concussion and stuff like that. But I never got yeah. really hurt. And I think – so to your point, I think most drivers who get their backs hurt, and I think uh, – who's that one driver? Jimmy Vassar, like, yep. really hurt his back with SST. Yep. You, you got to angle your ass. Like, say, if this is the seat, you got to angle your ass down. So, like, when I get in the truck, the, the seats are more up and down. Yeah. You almost want to put a wedge so that your back is not actually touching the back part. There's like a little gap in there and I come down. So I'm more, I'm trying to scoop my legs up so that when I, when I land, I'm not coming down like this. It's almost like that. Okay. So I never have, I've never like the first race I, I hit my tailbone so bad. I literally yeah. went, it was in Toronto. I went to the local pharmacy and got one of them fucking foam things with the hole in it. So when you got hemorrhoids, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that in the seat. Right. And then I figured it out. I was like, okay, if I just scooch myself down, put like a little pad in the lower part of my lumbar back. So I'm not mm. sitting like, like this, I'm sitting more like angle, almost like an open wheel car. You know how you're like, yeah. I did that. And I, I noticed when I land, that uh, energy doesn't come through my spine that way. And, 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 you know, I wish I told people like that, like, you know, like I try to tell any new driver, like, Hey, if your tailbone is directly straight down. When you land, you know, it just, Oh, oh. my God. It like, it just jolts you. I was like, okay. It knocks the wind out of you, man. Like yeah. I was having a hard time breathing. I stopped hitting the jumps at Long Beach yeah. because it was like, too pussy. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't even, I was last, so I didn't really care, but it was just, um, but I love when I see younger kids, like, or like newer guys and they're like, like even younger than you, like, and they're missing the jump. And I'm like, I'm 50. You're come on, man. Yeah. And I'm just like pinned, you know, yeah. well, Sheldon Creed, actually, he was like 17 at one point when he was 17, 16, 17, he would actually like, I'm taking advice from this kid and he's yeah. like, Bill, this is and him. And obviously Robbie Gordon really taught me how to jump like yeah. for that. And, uh, baby, he was like, Hey the people who get hurt on the jumps mostly one like if you come off sideways you know and you land and it that hurts your ribs but if if you actually have to go fast you have to have like oh, yeah. pin that sucker the slower you go because then you come up and you come right down yeah whereas if you just so now like if you look at my bristol race i was hooked up for that first race and i wasn't lifting i was hitting that jump and i was just like whew, like you just like just you you take the energy with you yeah. And uh, whereas if you're going slow, like you're coming up and you're coming straight down, that's like the worst thing you could do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. I, like that's where, like in sprint cars and everything else, you know, the seats are molded. For molded. You. Yeah. 
And I don't know if that would help anything in, in the SST. I don't know if you really could do that because I think no, because I think with the molded seats, they're harder. Yeah, I, I guess, think. Yeah. I, I mean, unless they make a memory foam like hybrid mold, I think it's more important is that it's like foam and like that hug you because yeah. like my seat. You know, now the ones I have now, like the older ones had just too much gap in there and there's too much movement. So there's no like side support. And again, if it's great if you go jump and land straight, but you know how sometimes you hit and you're you're loaded one way. And if you land like that and it just throws you that way, you it cracks your rib over here and then you get thrown this way and it's like punching (laughs) you. People say, What's it like? I'm like, I don't know if you ever boxed, like I boxed in the army a little bit just for like practice, like just goofing around. It's like getting yeah. jabbed to their punched in the the oh, ribs, yeah. <laughs> like bad. Yeah, like, people would always come to me like, man, does it hurt? Or like those things look like you're just laying on pillows and it's so soft. I'm like, you guys don't. If you do it right. Sand. Yeah. You get no. thrown around. You get like, beat the fuck up. That's why, yeah. honestly, could you imagine if we had like pit stops where we refueled and it was like a two hour race? That would be, I mean, you, you would not survive, but that would be so fun. I, I think two or three people, I think whoever's in clean air in the front would finish because then they're not, cause you could do everything technical. Like when I had that lead, I, I looked up and I was like, nobody's around me. And even mm-hmm. the announcer at Bristol was like, Oh, Heinz is just like taking it easy. Cause yeah. I was watching everyone just take each other out. I'm like, I'm just going to chill. Yeah. yeah. And you know, even in like an open wheel car or even in your, like when you built up that lead at the Dave Steele race. I, I think you backed off a little bit, like yeah, not yeah, not no, much, I, not but like a couple tenths to be like I don't I can save my shit, and if some if there's a yellow if something happens then I have it and they're fighting you to get like they're fighting to get back to you, but they're killing their tires and that exactly. that's like yeah yeah so like the good thing is like with the gnawing sprint car races that I do you have a spotter so that's true too the spotter can kind of tell you your lap times and you know, how other people are driving. And, um, yeah, I was able to slow down a little bit to just kind of maintain the the tire wear until the end of the race. And, um, but it's like, you know, in a, in a SST truck, you have a mirror, you, but that's really all you get, you know, and it's not easy to kind of gauge everything just from that one little mirror. But, uh, but yeah, it does help having a spotter to kind of, yeah. I wish we had a spotter in SST. <laughs> that would make things fun. <laughs> One thing I wish in SST, and I think it would set us apart, I, I wish we had, like, some people say car to, or truck-to-truck communication, but that would be, like, mayhem because, like, I, you know me, I'd be like, like, Bo, you piece of shit, stop fucking with Max or I'm taking you. Like, that would be bad, but, yeah, I, like, we did it a few times, and I think we did it even before IndyCar and NASCAR, you know, how, or SRX series um, uh, where, like, the announcers, especially in Australia, would talk to the, like Paul Morris during the race, like that's that, or even in the race, because I think like w- it's so much fun. So we, we that like even Matt Brabham's like you know the first time he did it, he goes, "I nearly shot myself." But in Australian, that means shit himself, right? That's the, yeah, right. Yeah. So, but for us, it's like some of the most fun, fun form of racing. But it, it doesn't translate when we're out out of the truck. It's like when we're in the truck, we're kind of go like. Even Bert Jenner says, like, hey, you could finish last and still be happy in SST because it's just yeah. like you get out like fun and we're a brotherhood and we we care about each other's safety, too. That's the other thing. Except when you put PJ Jones and Ari. That's the together. best. 
<laughs> I actually told Scott, so the marketing team from uh, SST, I told Scott and Bob, or uh, Bobby, I said, yep. you got to find the Detroit, like all of the times where they were in races together, that could be like a 15-minute highlight clip because like one race, Ari would take PJ out. The one race, I was behind Ari and PJ, PJ points Ari by like he had a mechanical. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to follow Ari. Yeah. He takes out his back tire, pops his tire, and then Ari's like, what the fuck? And, you know, PJ, accomplished race car driver. His dad, Parnelli Jones, you know, like oh. they're not taking shit. Ari, obviously his dad's Ari Leindyke Sr., one of the fastest guys that ever ran, two-time Indy 500 champion. So they're, they're, they're these two guys that are not going to give an inch. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then you're in the race. So like all three of your dads were former Indy car drivers and you're just yeah. like beating the shit out of each other. So it's fun to watch. It it was fun after the race too, or even Long Beach, because I remember it was 2017, I think, and yeah. you got PJ and Ari just going at, at each other it. in the driver meeting. Yeah, they're leaning on each other. But it's it, again, it's fun to watch. Like I even like watch like Gavin Harlan, the, the 20 uh 22 champion, like him and Stout and Max, they had a really great season this year i wish there were more races i i think you know i still think gavin would have pulled it out in the end i think uh for this year i think uh i i, I got my money on stout this year i think i think stout's gonna finally break through he's learning it um you know i think if you were in it full time uh, i think you'd be a contender uh yeah. for a stadium super truck championship like me I, i'm just out there having fun you know well that's that's like you said man if there is more races and it because i think if you had more races, there'd be more full-time guys. The problem is – And sponsors. Yeah, sponsors yeah. don't want to be like, oh, you got five events. You know, They want to yeah, like build that on that same brand. amount of money and go race something 16 times a year yeah. and something else. Or more, yeah. Um, so it, it's tough. Um, hopefully in the next – busy with the UTV deal. Yeah. Hopefully after that kind of slows down a little bit, um, more stadium super truck races can come back. I'm, I'm going to be testing uh, this KTM. Uh, I forget the name of the damn car. Crossbow? Yeah. Uh, this yeah. CGA Motorsports has one, and they wanted me to come test it. And I'll probably be doing some in, uh, some endurance races with them, so I get to pick the team around me. So I'll probably I'll probably invite you out and grab them. Like, oh, man. That's a good team, right? Yeah. So and Matt, Matt, Matt was just staying here, actually. Uh, really? Past week. Yeah, when he was in town. In your bed? And- uh, I, with no, you? I, have, I have a best room, man. But uh, with, with his lovely fiance Kim? No, nah, she didn't come down. Oh no, okay. He literally just came down to do two seater and left. Oh, okay, you know I'm stealing their dog. So I believe it, Brumby. I love that dog. I actually have a photo of their dog, like me kissing me at Road America. Like their dog loves me. I'm like Uncle Bill to that dog. I love that dog. Uncle so. Bill. <laughs> yeah, I am. But anyway, it was great to talk to you. Yeah. We're gonna wrap this up. And uh, I, like all the listeners, that uh, great to uh, see Davey Hamilton Jr. Uh, on the podcast and just tell us, like, what's your next race and then uh, when's your next DJ event and then, uh, like, drop your social so people can follow. And then we'll also put them on the YouTube video and everything, so we'll tag it. And even in the, the clips on Instagram, we'll do all that. And, yeah. uh, you know, anyone, like, follow this kid. I call you a kid because, to me, you could be my son, you know. And yeah. uh, and if you were, I'd be proud of you too because, you know, like, hey, you know, there's adversity in life and, and, and you know, things don't go your way and you just keep trying and trying and, and you learn that from your dad, you know. And, uh, you know, you keep doing that. I mean, when when the the final book on Davy Hamilton Jr. is written, it, it's going to be a very well written book. And uh, you know, I'm proud of you, Davy. Just so you know. Well, I appreciate it, Bill. And I mean, 
you and I have been friends for years now, but I think recently the past couple of years, you and I have gotten a lot closer Yeah, and me and you have kind of clicked and bonded on like bonded. similarities, you know? Yeah. So, um, I appreciate you having me on, on this show, man. I think, uh, this is a cool thing that you're doing. And, um, but yeah, so our next sprint car race is March 18th in Orlando. Florida. Nice. nice. Um, and, but if you guys want to follow me, all my tags are uh, just at Davy Hamilton Jr. Um, I post my updates and um, my schedule will be posted here soon. And then uh, you go to go to my website, DavyHamiltonJr.com, my online store, shopdhjr.com. And then if you want to follow the music stuff, that is We Are Elusive. Nice. So, um, yeah, just check it out when you guys get a chance. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Thrillcast and have a great day. Bye now.